Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from January 28th of 2021. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I really want to say. I will say I personally am feeling low energy. Um, I, for some reason, decided the best idea I could have today was to wake up to watch something live for the Spanish royal family, which we'll talk about in a while, at 5.45, and then work a split shift and finish at 8. And I'm exhausted. Um, This was a dumb choice. And also just like life is stressful some days and today was one of those days yesterday was one of those last night after I recorded was one of those days really um but we're working through it um so that's all I really have to say about me today um I hope you are all enjoying your time uh your days your COVID times especially if you're experiencing like the rest of us are, you know, the higher outbreaks, the variant strains started my new, like started consuming news again today. I regret that choice deeply. (laughs) It's scary. It's a scary world out there. Um, I will still consume news because I like to be a responsible citizen, but the news sucks. Um, Okay, so we are going to jump right in with the Belgian royal family. So today in Belgium, um, King Philippe gave, so he gives this annual address to the government authorities every year. Um, Usually it is held at the royal palace in the throne room, throne room, which it was today as well. Um, But due to circumstances, of course, there was no audience except for the prime minister. Um, So it was given during like a live stream that went live on like the Belgian royal household's YouTube maybe and Twitter for sure um but like the different social media accounts um so that happened um and during the speech of course you know he really just covered COVID because what else is there to talk about so The speech is given to thank them for their work over the past year um, because he gives one every beginning of the year. Typically, like I said, it's at a reception, um, but this year was really talking about like all coming together in face of COVID, the formation of the government that happened in October, um, and just some of the like things that the Belgian country, like federal government has been through. And so just like a very brief, I think it was like five minutes or less speech, um, just thanking them for all their work for the country, essentially. Um, 
And so that was what was going on in Belgium. I kind of thought maybe something else would happen throughout the day, but it didn't. Um, you know, COVID times, let me, let me go on a little bit of a tangent because there's time to go on a little bit of a tangent. Um, doing this podcast during COVID is this, much like doing anything during COVID, it's like this whirlwind roller coaster where it's like, some days are really, really great. Like this week we've had really fulfilled full days, um, with lots of content. And then like days like today, it's like, there was so much, but there's only so much I can say about it. Um, And, like, the expectations change every day. Like, I should really stop having expectations. But, like, I never do because, I don't know, that's just not my personality. But, like, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, it was the speech thing was really early from Philippe. So maybe he is or Queen Matilda is going to do something a little bit later. But then they didn't. I'm like, well, okay. Um, So just kind of working through all of that, it's like, oh, well, that empty space that I left on the calendar or on the outline is just going to remain empty, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on in Belgium today. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the British Royal family. So today in the UK, there were no public facing events that actually happened today because, of course, the UK is in lockdown and like doesn't really know when it's coming out of lockdown. Um, however, there were a couple of things that I wanted to very quickly talk about or things that have kind of like made reappearances today. Um, so one is... I wanted to give like a little bit of an update. If you remember towards the beginning, I don't remember exactly when it launched. It was like January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. It was very early on. Um, The Duchess of Cornwall launched like a book club essentially or like a reading. It's called uh, the Duchess of Cornwall's Reading Room, but it's like a book club where um, every two weeks the Instagram page is highlighting a new book. And so they released the four and I just wanted to say, so I was not going to read every single one of them. I don't know if I am going to read every single one of them, but like in my attempt to stray away from so much political news, um, I've been finding joy in reading um, or listening to books. Sometimes I read, sometimes I listen. Um, it really just depends on what works. When I'm in my car for eight hours a day, I definitely listen to a book. Um, but I just wanted to say, so the book that they're focusing on for like the first two weeks um, is called, I'm literally reading it and I can't remember what it's called at the moment. Um, the Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantle. Um, and this book, like I didn't go into it with any expectations. I was just like, okay, like I had no idea what it was going to be about. 
Um, and it turns out it's kind of all about like the royal, the British, the Tudors, which were like the British royal family way before, you know, Queen Victoria and even and more. Um, and now Queen Elizabeth, like the the switch there is drastic. Um, but it was like all about that, and like it started with Anne Boleyn and like her execution, and it just became like this really fascinating story that I'm super into now. Um, so I just wanted to like say that like this book is actually kind of good if you guys want to jump on. I know this is our it's already been out for like two weeks, like it's already uh, the. Instagram page is moving on, but like this one is a really good one. And I think the next one is Where the Crawdads Sing, which I also have um, rented from the library as well. Um, and we'll start that as soon as I finish uh, The Mirror and the Light. But I just wanted to say like, really good book. Um, okay, and then also today, um, a couple of days ago, we talked about the Duchess of Cornwall um, having, or Duchess of Cambridge, sorry having a video conversation with parents from a school um, and they released some of that video today. So I'm going to post it on the website, um, thedailyroyal.com and you can definitely check it out there. It's the best, <laughs> like my COVID video conversations are like the happy birthday Queen Margrethe from all the royal families will definitely always be at the top. Um, but this one comes a very close second. Let me just say that. Um, so I'm very excited about this video, but like I said, I will be posting the whole thing on thedailyroyal.com and you can check it out there. Um, okay. So now we're going to move on to the court circular. Um, and bear with me. I changed up the way I read the court circular. Um, so I had a subscription to the London Times or the Times of London, which worked fine. Um, however, I, in an effort, in my continuous effort to simplify my media in uh, news consumption, I have put everything on the Apple News app. Um, which if you get Apple News Plus um, comes with the London Times, like it's in there already, so I'm doing that. Um, so anyway, okay, long tangent to say all of that. However, um, we're gonna start with today and then I realized, I think I realized this yesterday, let me make sure. Yeah, yesterday I didn't talk about the court circular because I was focused on the, um, Holocaust Remembrance Day stuff. So, uh, today on the court circular, we have uh, the Prince of Wales held a meeting for the Sustainable Markets Initiative. Um, moving on, the Duke of Cambridge spoke to... Um, so, it looks like he is speaking to a lot of medical professionals via phone um, who are... implementing um, just a part of the COVID response. Um, and there were like 
four conversations, five conversations about that. And then he also um, held a meeting with representatives from Focused Converse, Conservation, not Conversation, Conservation um, via video link that I'm sure we'll see in the next few days. So that was all today. Um, yesterday, it was Wednesday, so uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, had his weekly audience with Queen Elizabeth via telephone. Um, and then the Duchess of Cornwall held a meeting, a phone meeting with uh, two representatives from Safe Lives, which is a um, anti-domestic violence organization that Camilla is patron of. Um, and then moving on to the Duchess of Cambridge, she held a um, early years meeting via video link yesterday. So that's what was going on um, yesterday and today for the British royal family on the court circular. Um, and then a couple of just like general updates on their other stuff. So that's what was going on in the UK. I know that took a little bit longer than I maybe intended it to, but I really wanted to talk about the book club um, and that video, which I'll, like I said, I'll have posted on the dailyroyal.com. So with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to Denmark. That's right, we have a Danish royal family event. How exciting for all of us. Um, we actually had two, which is like almost more than we've had all year. <laughs> it's not. At this point, I think we're like almost up to 10 or something. It's like six or seven, I think, maybe eight now. Um, but still, like it's the end of January and they've had eight events. But anyway, they had two today, which is lovely. Um, so today, Crown Prince Frederick virtually presented the Industry Foundation Entrepreneurship Award for 2020. Um, and so this is honoring um, companies that have created something great. Um, so this year it went to a hardware company called SwimCam, um, which has basically developed this underwater camera for elite swimmers to use during training sessions. So it will like, obviously like the camera is videoing them and providing, and somehow it's providing like ways to help them train better. So I don't know if it's because it's like feeding the loop to their coach or what that is all about, but I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and then also later in the day, Crown Prince Frederick visited the Emergency Response Center for COVID-19. So it seems like maybe a lot of countries have this. The U.S. really doesn't. Shocking. Um, because our healthcare system is abysmal. 
but it seems like the um, Danish response situation is like they have one number for emergency, like COVID emergency, or maybe just all of their emergency services go through. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but then they also have like a COVID specific emergency use number that can get them more information or get them to where the available testing is. Um, and also like that number, I think it's 1813 if, if you're in, this only works if you're in Denmark, um, will be able to tell you like where the closest location is, but the, the program has also like set up neighborhood, uh, testing sites. They'll be implementing vaccination sites, um. It, like, it's just a really great, like, response team. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. Like, it was a great display of the Danish healthcare system, which is something I would like to aspire towards. I don't think it would ever, I don't know that it's ever going to happen in this country, but, like, it's my ideal. Like, here's what would happen is socialized a social program for uh health and yeah I don't know I just think it's lovely um okay so that's what was going on in Denmark there's not a whole lot to talk about because well there just wasn't a lot of information released but there was a couple of events so that was very exciting for me. Um, so with that, we are now going to move on to the Netherlands. The situation in the Netherlands seems to just be getting worse. Um, so I did finally today, because I'm allowing some news back into my life, um, start reading a little bit about what's going on in the Netherlands. Um, and so I wanted to share, like, I found this article um, from, I think it was from Vox. Or no, I'm sorry, it was from Slate. And they, <laughs> the title is, Why is the Netherlands rioting over COVID now? Um, and here's the thing, they are. They're rioting. They're burning down pedestrian bridges. They are rioting in the streets. It looks like, <sighs> I want to be very, careful about how I say this, but like in the summer, country cities throughout the United States were having protests that were mostly peaceful. Some of them turned into riots and it looks like that. Um, it also looks like, you know, the Capitol on January 6th of 2021 this year. Um, but like, it's just people are mad over the COVID restrictions. So I dived into a little bit of why. Um, 
And so it seems like the main reason is that the last week, the government announced a much more strict lockdown, lockdown including um, a curfew, which lasts from 9 p.m. until 4.30 a.m., which I will say, like, the curfew that my state is under is pretty much the same. It's 10 to 5. Um, and this is because of the more contagious variants that are popping up. Um, and the thing is, it's because the Netherlands is not in Russia, in like relativity, it's not doing as terribly in the world with COVID. Um, So, and then it also talks about, like, I guess I haven't read the New York Times article because I haven't, um, but, like, there's, it looks like, um, these are, like, a, a extremely fringe group of people, like, here's a quote, um, that says, there is no support for the rioters from anybody, no group, no political party is a part of this, um, they're not political, mo- they're not politically motivated, they're just, people are frustrated um add on that you're having um a government change like it's there's just a lot happening um so and then it talks about like the covid rankings so italy is the sixth the u.s is the tenth and the netherlands is all the way down at 38 So, like, it's not that it's doing a horrible job, like my country is, or Italy has done, or um, I'm sure Spain is in there somewhere between 10 and 38. I'm sure it's, like, 15 or something. But, like, people are just mad, okay? People are just mad. So, anyway, that's what, like, the whole deal is in a very, it's not super condensed, but, like, a very summarized version so you don't have to find these articles. Um... But in continuing with that theme, today King Willem Alexander held a in-person meeting with business owners, residents, police officers, etc. after these disturbances. Riots. Let's call them what they are. They're riots. Um, And just to, again, like, express his support for the cities that are facing this situation because, again, like, this has no wide support, um, but you want to support the people who are doing their best to keep their city safe. Um, So that's what he was doing, and he was talking to business owners about how they're keeping their businesses safe because I know everyone thinks like riot rioting protesting is very different than rioting. I want to be very clear about this. Rioting, you're hurting people. You're not you're not helping anything. You're hurting people. You're hurting businesses. You're hurting the police officers, you're hurting the city you live in if you're rioting and burning bridges. 
literally burning bridges, not the figurative bridges, literal bridges. Like you're not helping anything. You're not getting your message across in a non in a peaceful way. So stop. But anyway, um, so that was like the first thing on his agenda. And then he went back and he went back to digital working visits where he, um, spoke with representatives of a residential care facility to learn about the impact of, I love that this is what they're still calling it, the second wave of coronavirus. Are we really still in the second wave? Like, does this not count as three or four at this point, especially with contagious variants? Like, I stop it. This is not the second wave of anything anymore. Um, okay, so that was... King Willem Alexander's schedule. And then also today, Queen Maxima paid a working visit to doctors and researchers at a university medical center about the innovations in the healthcare industry, as well as prevention and recovery programs. That's all the press release said. I got nothing else. Sorry. I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, if you want to go find the release on the Dutch Royal House's website, they'll have updated it. But they don't update in a timely manner, even though I record this at, what time is it in Amsterdam? 2.25 in the morning. But that's okay. I have lots of grievances today. Um, so that's what was going on in the Netherlands today. There's a good bit of background on the situation with... Um, the riots and what's going on there. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway. So in Norway, we have, <sighs> okay, here's what I wrote, because this, I think, describes how I'm feeling in the best way possible. I typed out, well, King Harald is on sick leave again. This time, it's due to pain in his leg. So Crown Prince Akun is currently serving as regent. Um, they didn't share any other information other, it is supposed to be over like on Sunday. So it's not a very long thing. He should return to work on Monday. Um, just Crown Prince Akun is going to deal, is going to handle the council of state tomorrow. Um, however, I guess I have read somewhere. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, that this is like making headlines because this is... The third time in a year that King Harald has had to go on some sort of sick leave for, um, like an announcement of Crown Prince Akun becoming, um, regent. So, 
don't know that I trust this option. Um, it's from Express, which is part of, um, it's just not a super reputable source. Um, but it is, I mean, this is just because it's in English. I don't, um, read a lot of information in Norwegian because I don't, um, understand it, but this is causing some concern. And I have made no big secret about the fact that I am concerned about his health. Now I will say in when he returned, he was looking better and I was feeling a little bit more confident in his health. Um, but he has gone on sick leave three times in a year. So it's very worrying. Um, so just, you know, best wishes, good vibes, etc., to King Harold for whatever's going on, um, right now. And, you know, that is the only update from Norway today. There were no events, um, like particularly, it does say that Crown Prince Akun is participating in, uh, WEF, or I'm sorry, Crown Prince Regent Akun is participating in the World Economic Forum, but, um, there were no specific panels or anything that he was a part of today that they announced. So, that's what was going on. Um, so tomorrow, in tomorrow's episode, we'll be talking about Crown Prince Regent uh, leading the Council of State and any other events that he may do on Friday. So that's what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain. Spain. It was time for another annual event. Um, so today King Felipe and Queen Letizia hosted the annual reception for the diplomatic corps assigned to Spain. Um, so this is something that happens in the like beginning part of the year, every year. Um, it's very normal. Um, like it's an annual event. It has literally happened since ever. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Um, I was maybe a little bit surprised to see it on the calendar, but like not really because Spain is definitely trying to put on this facade of like, we can get through this pandemic without canceling things. Um, like this fourth wave or whatever the heck we're in. Um, I don't know how long that'll last, but that's where they're at right now. They're still like, no, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll get through it. Um, so it's, was a little bit different. So usually, um, spouses will come with the ambassadors. Um, it is a much larger crowd than it was this year. Um, they all obviously previously would shake hands and with, uh, King Felipe and Queen Letizia. And obviously like none of that can happen. So, but it was the same format. Um, they, walk in, they give their greetings, um, and then they walk into the throne room and wait 
while the king and queen kind of greet everyone else. Um, and then once everyone is put in place, they go stand in front of the thrones and um, the dean of the diplomatic corps, who is the, I think he's the, the ambassador from the Vatican, um, will give a brief address and then uh, King Felipe will give a longer address. It felt really long today. I don't know if it was really long. I haven't watched, well, I, I've watched it, but I don't know. They don't have like a separate video yet for his speech. So I don't know exactly how long it was. Um, it felt really long though. I mean, the whole thing took an hour um, from start to finish, but the speech felt really long. Um, so during King Felipe's speech, he of course talked about COVID and all of the different ways that that has um, been affecting on like international relationships and between, or yeah, international relationships with other countries in Spain. Um, one thing that I being me fixated on was he talked about, um, the States and our new administration, like our presidential administration. Um, so I became like fixated on this and I, was like, well, okay, it won't be spectacular if he mentioned something in 2017, which he did. So it's not a spectacular thing, but I do kind of wonder why he singles us out. Like, yes, our presidential transition of power was eight days ago. I understand that. Um, but like, why? <laughs> like, um, so in 2017, he talked about how he hoped to continue, like he hoped Spain and the U.S., would continue their good relationship. Um, and then this year he went on a little bit more of, it wasn't long, but it was like more than just a few brief words, um, which I personally thought was kind of interesting. I'm not, I don't want to read anything like into it because as much as I want to put like political beliefs on these royal families and like believe me I do um you know I don't I don't know them I don't know what their political beliefs actually are um so I won't say that this had like a big thing but it I do want to it was more than like a few words I will say that much um that's not the speech Hold on. Um, but just talking about, you know, the continuation and just the goodness that that brings. Um, yeah, so just uh, we trust that together with the new administration, we, we will continue to strengthen the deep historic ties that unite us and cover the most varied fields of politics, defense, economy, culture or society. I expect I express my best wishes for the presidency of the <laughs> of the new president. You guys, this sounded a little bit better in Spanish. Um with the conviction that our relations will be strengthened and enriched. It's almost like it's a paragraph. Um it's more than just a sentence, but um it is like Felipe didn't send like an official telegram because that's more of an old school way of communicating like I don't expect that to be the way um Norway and Sweden communicate with future presidents in the future like 
when the younger people are on the throne. And this is a far off way, like a far away thing, hopefully. Um, but like, I, King Felipe didn't send an official telegram through the State Department or anything like that. Um, so this is his statement on congratulating Joe Biden on his presidency, essentially. Like, this is it. Um, and just talking about, like, continuing good relations. Because I will say, like, Spain and the U.S., our historical ties are pretty intense. But, like, I don't know the ins and outs of all of the, like, bits and pieces of the diplomatic relationship. But, like, Spain, like, our diplomatic relationship can always be strengthened, wherever it is. Um, But Spain and, like, the ties I think could be better, but that's maybe just me because I'm, I don't know if there's a word. Like, I'm not an, like, Anglophile would be being obsessed with England, which I'm not. I want to go, but I'm not. Um, but, like, I I don't know if there's an equivalent for that in Spanish, but that's what I kind of am. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, but that's what was going on in Spain today. I will say um, this dress that Queen Letizia wears gets mixed reviews. Um I love it so much and was so excited that it's what she wore. I don't think I got to talk about it last year because I didn't start the podcast until after Pasqua Militrar last year. Um, But she wore it last year on January 6th and it's just really pretty. Um, And also, (laughs) side note, I love, like, she'll typically wear her hair down or in a ponytail because she is doing her own hair. But today she went for, like, a ballet bun, which was so tight. I was like, that has, my head would hurt so bad if my bun was that tight. Um, But anyway, just a little commentary on hair, because hair hurts sometimes, people. Um, Okay, so that's what was going on in Spain. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Sweden. Right, we are going to finish in Sweden as we always do. I do th- want to say so. I still have one more podcast of January that'll go up, and then I'm still toying with the idea because, unless I remember on Monday when I record again, I do want to go backwards for a month. Um, so, like, start with Sweden and go backwards just for a month to like change it up a little bit um in case people peg off in the beginning like come back (laughs) listen to the whole thing um I don't know just a different thing and I always feel bad because Sweden I've been talking for 40 minutes and so I feel bad because I'm like I'm not gonna go over 45 so Sweden gets a short uh thing um but anyway okay so jumping right in not really, but 
jumping in now, um, let's see. The first event, we had King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel um, participating in a video call with two of the ministers of the Swedish government. So they met with the Minister for Nordic Cooperation and the Minister for EU Affairs. Um, and this was a conversation really focused on Brexit, um, which is, of course, the United Kingdom leaving the European Union. Um, that became official maybe in December. Um, I know because I wasn't recording, I didn't talk about it, but like Queen Elizabeth did sign the um, official like declaration of Brexit and it was like really late at night or something. It was bizarre. Um, like I was following it, but because I wasn't recording in December, I don't really remember what happened. Um, and I don't, I don't have an episode to be like, oh, go listen to this. But anyway, it happened... Um, officially recently and now is really like the trade negotiations and those are just becoming a nightmare um and so lots of different countries are being impacted differently and so I think this was just a way for the royal family to um really get the information on what's going on with um Swedish relations after Brexit with the UK and with the European Union um and all of that. So a really important thing. And I like, so I don't know if these happened kind of in the background previously to COVID. Um, you know, I remember being, it was, it was October and they had a meeting like this with the, uh, Swedish ambassador to the United States about our political situation and I scoured, like I went and looked to see if they had found, if they had done one in 2016 and they didn't. Um, and I was just like, so upset, um, because I just felt embarrassing, which it is, it was. Um, but like, I do wonder if maybe that was happening in the background and they weren't releasing it much like this. Like if these conversations of keeping King Carl Gustav, but also Crown Princess Victoria kind of, you know, up to date on what was going on in the government um, outside of the quarterly or whenever Council of State meetings that Sweden has. Um, so I do love that they're kind of releasing this more on a regular basis now. Um, it just makes me, I don't know, feel like they know what's going on. And sometimes it feels like kings and queens don't always know what's going on. So I like when they do, um, or when it's like very obvious that they do. Um, so that is what is going on, um, first. And then the final event for the Swedish Royal family is King Carl Gustav held a digital meeting with the Swedish, Swedish ski association. Um, that's all the information that was given. So Maybe more on that tomorrow if more information is released. But that's all there was. So that ends this episode for today. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please be sure to check out thedailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram. And give this podcast a like and a review. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.